Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. Can you just shake five people and say, welcome home? Five people, just tell them, welcome home, welcome home. And please appreciate Tribe United as they grab their seats. God bless you. Amen. Okay, very quickly, we are going to go into the Word now. Um, but I just wanted to share a couple of things. Testimonies from TribeFest Lagos. Last week was amazing. Um, how many of us were here last week? Well, most of us, I'm sure. How many of us were blessed? Uh, one of the beautiful things, you can go back and watch messages from TribeFest Lagos and Abuja. You can just go to the YouTube channel, um, the Tribe Movement. All um, the sessions are there. Hallelujah. And um, we are still in the series of spiritual intelligence. And um, we are going to be trusting that the Lord will be speaking to us this morning. Um, but I have just one small announcement. Um, so I'm going on a break, or I am on a break, actually. And um, till the end of July. Um, so we have an amazing, powerful teacher who will be teaching us um, during this season. Amen. Don't worry, I'm fine. Like, I'm very fine. Um, I just need, I'm not taking a break since 2020. And the thing itself is, not, I'm not even really taking a break. I'm just, <laughs> I can't afford to. Not much pampas. Anyway, so like, um, but a powerful teacher by the grace of God. Um, he is our lead instructor at Tribe Institute. Um, I met Philip in 2019. And honestly, he has impacted my life in so many ways. I'm blessed that he's one of our leaders and one of our teachers here in the house. So please, can we rise and honor him, honor his gift, as we welcome Philip Dada Jr. to take the word. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to specially, specially honor Pastors Jesse and Eva um, for this opportunity. It means a lot to me. Um, they mean so much to me. Um, Pastor Jesse said I've impacted his life, um, but he has impacted mine more ways than one. Amen. So I want us to just celebrate them for their great leadership over us. Um, and I want to celebrate every one of us, every member of the tribe of Abuja, every visitor, you're welcome. And we pray that you are blessed today and you receive what you need in this season. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for this awesome time in your presence. We pray, Father God, that as we listen to your word, you will speak to us and give us what we need to enter into this season properly and into the next seasons of our life. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Now, I don't trust this so much. <laughs> so I'm going to be very, yeah, I think I need to move that a little bit. Yeah, on the, okay. Yeah, this is, this is safer. Awesome. Let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews 12 and 1. Michael, if you just stand and read for us out loud, please. Yes, 12 verses 1. If you read 1 and 2. Yeah. Amen. 
Praise God. Hebrews 12 from 1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race. Everyone say, let us run. Let us run. Amen. Go. With endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2. Yeah. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Look at the person beside you and tell them, I'm on a race and I have a great coach. Tell them, tell them with more conviction. Say, I'm on a race and I have a great coach. Amen. The title of today's sermon is The Race and the Great Coach. We're still on the series of spiritual intelligence. And Pastor Jesse has laid so much foundation for us. And he has established so much principles about how we need to be spiritually intelligent. Um, but one of the things you find out on your spiritual journey is that you're on a race. Everyone say, I'm on a race. Now, what this means is that God, God didn't save you so that you can attend church more often. He saved you so that you can run. God saved you, God anointed you so that you can move. Elbow the person beside you and say, move. God anointed you for a movement. This is why we are a movement here, because mobility is part of your salvation. And so Paul, Paul here, as we like to believe he's the writer of Hebrews, he speaks about the fact that you are on a race. I'm on a race. And this is so important because... Everything, you know, he talks about sins and weights that so easily entangle us. We should let go of them. For what reason? So that we can run the race that is set before us. So God is not transforming us so that we can be more uh, excited about him or we can be more frequent in, in maybe our tithing and giving only. God does all of these things concerning our sins and weights so that we can understand that he wants us to run a race. So, a race now is part of why I was saved. I was, I was born to run a race. Now, but I also have a purpose. Do you have a purpose? Okay. Let me give you good news and bad news. You don't have a purpose. Good. Some of you study the Bible. So, the Bible says, it's his purpose, but it's my race. <laughs> It's God's purpose. Romans 8.28, it says, called according to his purpose. So we are partakers of his purpose. So all these purpose seminars that we go for, don't let them burden you to tell you, find your purpose. Let them tell you, find Jesus. Don't let them put one false pressure on you to go and start studying Greek and Hebrew for your purpose and, and buying all of these things. No, you just need to know Jesus. The Bible says, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. So we find our context, we find our person, we find our reason in him because he has a purpose. God has a plan and a purpose and we are partakers of that. The Bible says, I know the plans I have for you. So it's always been about his purpose. God always has a plan. As Pastor Jesse has been saying, God has an agenda. It's not just the, the, the Islamic agenda as we know it to be or the, the LGBTQ agenda. No, God also has an agenda and we're partakers of that. So it is his purpose, but my race. And I must run my race. I must run my race. I must, I must add myself to the reason why God is doing what he's doing. I must run. I must be able to run. Now, the word race in the Greek is, is the word agon, and is, it means an athletic contest, a struggle. And this was puzzling to me because why is God calling my race a struggle? Why is God calling my race uh, a contest? This was very interesting because we see how Paul talks about his race in 1 Timothy 4 and 7. He says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I finished my race. So it's like there's this relationship between running a race 
and a contest or a struggle and a warfare. Because in, in, in the natural sense, when you're running a race, you're competing to win. You're just running to win. But in the spiritual sense, when we talk about, we're talking about spiritual intelligence, when we talk about running a race, we're also talking about a warfare or a struggle that's allocated to your life. There's a struggle that's allocated to your life. And this, this is very puzzling because how is it that God has destined me to fight some battles? How is it that God has destined me or he sees me in my warfare or in my struggle? What was the relationship between my race and a warfare? The struggle you are currently undergoing is known by God. And guess what? He has hidden your purpose, his purpose. He has hidden that in that struggle. So as you run your race, as, or as you go through the struggle you're currently going through, at the back of that or behind that, at the other side of that, is a mystery about your purpose or his purpose. So God has hidden this, and I have to lay these foundations. Don't worry, we're going to shout. <laughs> but he has, he has put his purpose in your struggle so that as you go through that contest or that spiritual warfare, you find what he has called you to do or you find the completion of your race. So we, we, the principle is kill the beast and wear the crown. <laughs> the principle is kill the lion and get the mane. The principle is struggle, go through it. You know, there's a there's scripture that says, after you've suffered a little while. Have you read that? I remember one time me and Pastor Jesse were talking and I said the scripture and it stayed in my head since after that conversation. I was like, wow. The Bible literally says, after you've suffered a little while, look at the person beside you and say, suffer just small more. Tell them small more. It's just remaining little. Why? Because God knows that struggle and he has kept a crown for you as you go through it. So do not be wary. Do not put yourself under the burden of that struggle. But keep your mind on the fact that after this, I know there's a crown for me. David didn't know the ability of, of God in him. He didn't know all of the prowess and the powers of God that were within him, even though he was a very little guy. And I'm, I'm sure you know when he, they came to anoint the king from his family, they didn't know that it was him. But the, the, the struggle of David had the race of David. The struggle of David had the, the, the purpose of God for David. So David, until you kill Goliath, until you complete this race, you're not going to know that you can be king over Jerusalem. You cannot know certain things until you struggle. If you're struggling right now with one or two things in life, you are on track. You are on your track. If you are not struggling, then it means that you're probably not on track. And when we say struggle, it doesn't mean that you must be looking for money. Or it doesn't mean that you must have a sin. But how many of us have aspirations for how we want to interact with God? How many of us have levels of intimacy that we are struggling to get into with God? How many of us have places in the Holy Spirit that we want to experience? We want to come into the knowledge of? That is the kind of struggle. And, and, and not just that, but also includes the, the human struggles we may have. Whether you're struggling with sin, whether you're struggling with finances, it's all part of your race. Race. It's all part of your race. God has put these things that so when you overcome them, you come into the, the full understanding of your race. You know, the trick of the devil is that you, you think he's not operating in your life. The devil's best trick is to make us think that he's not active. The devil's best trick is to make us think that he doesn't have a, 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 an, a, an objective for your life. But, but, but you have to realize that the devil is interested in your race. The devil is very, very interested in the outcomes of your life. He's, he's also interested in the incomes of your life. He's also interested in, in, in the manifestation of your sonship. He's so interested, but he doesn't loud it. <laughs> he doesn't loud it, but he's very interested because you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Whether you believe it or not, if you believe in Jesus, that's the garments you are wearing. You are a royal priesthood. You're a chosen generation. There's something about you that is so unique and so different. And so he has interest. One of the things that happens is 
sometimes when you're on the race, because of the challenges or, or, or the struggles of your race, you find that um, um, you, 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 you reduce. So it, it happens like this. Ah, when I was first saved, I used to be on fire for God. <laughs> Have you heard somebody literally testifying that they used to be on fire for God? It, it's like, ah, those days I used to pray. Like, I remember. But now, man, we just, we just desha. I still love Jesus. It's just like, what? That's not normal. You're supposed to look at the fire you used to have when you first got saved and say, wow, that was so little. And I thought I was on fire. <laughs> That's how we're supposed to be in the plan of God, on your race. Your, the, the, your, 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 your slowest should be go. That's your slowest. Your fastest should be as you're growing, as you're going, as you're moving, you're coming into greater awareness. Wow, he's worthy. Wow, he's powerful. Wow, I'm anointed. Wow, I'm capable. You're coming into these revelations on your race and your fire is increasing. Some of the things we call maturity, is not ma you're not mature. You're now carnal. <laughs> it's not maturity, you know. It's like, ah, those days I, I can fast seven days, but now like, you know, the bridegroom is here, so I don't need to fast. He's not yet here. <laughs> you still need to fast. I used to fast. I used to just give God my time. You know, I wake up in the night and pray from three. You're supposed to still be doing that and more. Look at the person beside you and say more. You're supposed to do that and more because on your race, you're not meant to be declining. You're meant to be increasing. If you, if you read, the, if you listen to the scriptures, Pastor Jesse read, those who are on the path of the righteous shine what? Brighter and brighter. Your fire is supposed to be increasing. Your, 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 your affection for God is supposed to be multiplying. You know, the Bible says grace and peace be multiplied unto you according to the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning the more I'm knowing him, I'm supposed to be waxing stronger. Meaning the more I'm, 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 I'm hearing about him, the more his testimony is bearing witness in my heart, the more I'm supposed to be waxing wiser and stronger. And even though my struggles are still there, I'm still growing beyond them. Even though my, my, my confusion is there, I'm becoming wiser than that situation. You know, I, I used to be shocked before, I'm no longer shocked, that after I finish praying, I can go outside and my tire will be burst. I used to be so confused that after I finish praying, I still don't have the money I need to do this thing. It's like, but I've spent time with God. I believed that when I saw your glory, Jesus, discredit alert, God. And no, it won't even come that week. So it, it'll probably be the next week. So I'll go through the struggle, but I'm supposed to work stronger in that struggle. I'm not supposed to reduce my prayer because the credit alert has not yet come. I'm supposed to keep on praying and waxing stronger than money so that when money comes my way, when the mammon comes my way, I'm stronger than it. You're not supposed to decline. Look at the person beside you and say, you're not supposed to decline. You're supposed to wax stronger. You know, I was reading 1 Samuel, uh, I believe it was 3, and the Bible says, and Samuel grew. And the Lord was with him, and none of his words fell to the ground. So Samuel grew was not just that the Lord was with him, was not just that the, the words he spoke was falling to the ground. It says three different things. He grew. The Lord was with him. He increased in the presence of God that he carried. The Lord was with him. Then none of his words fell to the ground, meaning that him as a person, he waxed stronger. Stronger than his lack, stronger than the issues he had with, with, with his spiritual father, stronger than the temptations that he was facing in his day, he grew. Then the Lord was with him. He, he carried more glory. He carried more presence. He carried more anointing. You could slap him and he would turn the other cheek. <laughs> you could slap him and he would still say, yes, no problem. I'll do it for you. The, the presence of the Lord was more in him. Then his gift was more effective. His gift was sharper. Do you know that the level of your gift can grow sharper? Do you know that the level you function in God right now can grow sharper? That you can actually be more effective in the usage of your speaking ability, your, see, your singing ab ability, your writing ability, your business ability, your career ability, your praying ability. All those gifts can wax stronger. 
And so th 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 there's a growth that he was going through. There was an increase in the presence of the Lord that he carried. He, he knew God more. God was in his mind. The Bible says it's with the mind that we serve the Lord. He had more of Jesus in his head. <laughs> and then he, his gifts were sharper. So in this season, as you're running your race, I want you to realize that God wants your gift to be sharper. You know, you can have all these, these things where you, now you've attended church five years. It's like, man, I've seen people who come to church. They had a weed addiction and, bro, they used to lead worship, but they were still smoking. So it's not that the power of God cannot work in you, bro. It can work. So it's not, these days, I don't judge, man. <laughs> you are in error. That's not maturity. You've not matured in God. You've even gone lower. Because when you were first saved, when you saw weed, you'll be like, no, Jesus, God forbid. I would never smoke this. You had fire. Now, in the name of maturity, it's like weed. <laughs> Come on, bro. No, it's not supposed to be normal to you. It's like, oh, now, before, when you first got saved, when you see porn, Jesus, God forbid, you scroll up or you exit. Now, it's like, man, it's part of the culture. No, <laughs> you've declined. It's not supposed to be like, you're not more mature. You're, 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 you're more carnal. You're more worldly. And it's so possible for you to be full of the Holy Spirit, but yet still worldly. It's, it's, it's so possible. And if you don't have a filter, you must have a filter. No matter how much I listen to worldly music, I, my filter must be there. You can't mix it. There has to be a difference between your spiritual work and your growth in God with the carnal relations you have and your interactions with the world. The Bible says you are in the world, but you are not of it. Look at the person beside you and tell them you're in, but you're not off. You are in, but you're not off. The, the, the best picture is this, that you are, you are sailing on, 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 the, on the water or on an ocean. Now, you know that if the water gets into your boat, you're going to capsize. So you are in that water, but that water is not getting into you. It's not supposed to get inside your boat. It's not supposed to get inside your spirit. It's not supposed to get into your habit. It's not supposed to get into your mind. Some of you are so gifted and talented, but the, the moment you see Burner Boy rising, this person getting Grammys, you're now reconsidering whether you should change the way you use your gift so that it's, no, 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 no. You're in, but you're not off. Look at the person beside you, remind them, remember that you are in and you are not off. So your fire is supposed to keep increasing. You're, you're supposed to be, be becoming stronger. The things that used to make you nervous in this season of your life, they're not supposed to make you nervous anymore. The things that you used to call, I'm just shy, I don't want to do, because you've waxed stronger on your race, you're not supposed to be shy of them forever. You're not supposed to be afraid of the same things forever. You should be looking back on your life and saying, man, I've overcome this by the grace of God. I've overcome this by the grace of God. I've overcome this by the grace of God. You should not be looking and be giving God glory in, in, in 10 years of your salvation for the time he just saved you from an accident. No, he's supposed to have delivered you from fear completely. He's supposed to have delivered you from addiction completely. He's the God of completion. He's supposed to have delivered you from your anxiety your nervousness, your, 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 your pain, your trauma completely. God wants to complete works on the inside of us. He has to do that because if he's not doing that, you, you'll be full of the, 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 the acts of spiritual warfare. You're doing all these things in the presence of God, but you're not changing. He doesn't want us to be like that. He wants us to be a people where we, we understand the spiritual world and we understand what's going there, but we are very responsible. Do you know the most responsible people in Nigeria are supposed to be Christians? There was a day I broke a traffic light because I was hurrying somewhere. And the police, they came. Of course, I went through the motions, everything, everything. I went, they said, you're going for your psychiatric test. <laughs> Have they ever scared you with that? They, they did all of that. I, I pleaded, I pleaded. And I, I, had to, I had to pay off to bail myself. And I started thinking, why did I have to break the traffic light? I'm, I'm actually a son of God. Like, I'm supposed to be. Like, if everybody's doing what I'm doing, like, how would the country be? The most responsible people in your life should be Christians. You are supposed to be the most responsible person in your office. 
In fact, the more, the more you know Jesus, you're meant to be the most responsible person in your family. Even if all of you are Christians, if you have more revelation, you should be more responsible. God wants us to be responsible people. He doesn't want us running our race, trying to get to the, the, the zenith of our calling, but we're very irresponsible. God doesn't want that. He wants us to understand that our race is significant and everything we are becoming on that race is extremely valuable. Now, the race. Everyone say the race. This is why in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 9, I believe, Paul says that no one running a race entangles himself with the yoke of this world. This is why the writer of Hebrews was saying that because of the race, let go of sins and weights that so easily entangle you. There are sins and there are weights. There are sins and there are weights. There are things that are offensive to God and there are things that are offensive to his purpose in you. Do you know that it's very possible for everybody to be outside and because you're under the dealing of God, because God is trying to work on the inside of you, you're convicted to stay inside. It's very possible. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not wrong. It's not like you're outdated. If, if you're trying to upgrade, there's such a thing as upgrading my prayer life. Have you, have you ever gone through that season? There's such a thing as upgrading my knowledge of the word of God. There's such a thing as upgrading my tongue, my 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 vocabulary in the presence of God. There's, there's such a thing as increasing the grace of God that's inside of me. Now, what affects those things? Weights. 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 Everyone say weights. There are things that are too heavy for the calling of God on your life, but they are very normal. They are natural, but they are too heavy. God can convict you to change your diet. Do you know? It's not a sin to eat chicken and, and pizza and burger, but God can convict you every time you bite that burger. Every, every, every time you bite that burger, every time you're, you're eating that pizza and it's here on your mouth, God is, you, you're feeling it. You know them ones where you're feeling it like, ah, I shouldn't be doing this. But pizza is nice. In fact, your friends are eating and shaking you because you paid. They're happy with you. <laughs> but God is convicting you. He, that's normal, but it's a weight on your calling. It's, it's normal to be very active on social media. It's very normal to, to post and to be very active. But God can be convicting you for a time or for a season to draw back. Let him give you new content. God can call you back to say, let me give you new content. Because the way you're doing now is a weight on your calling. And God's, God's concern with your race is, is that he wants you to finish it. You know, Paul said, I've finished my race. It's very possible for you to not finish your race because of sins and weights. But I, I'm focusing on weights because uh, the, the, the power of sin is broken. Hallelujah. I said the power of sin is broken. Now, we need to break the power of weights. You see, Jesus deals with sins, but you have to deal with your weights. Weights is an issue of discipline. You're not as disciplined as you, you need to be. Two days ago, God was telling me, you need to go back to starting your day very, very early. Because the way you're going now is a weight on your calling. You, you see, God sees more about you than you realize. God, God sees exactly where you're going. He sees the opportunities, the possibilities, the potentials that are lying before you. So he doesn't talk to you from the last sin you committed. He doesn't talk to you from the last people that judge you. He talks to you from the place of your potential. He talks to you from that height. So he's looking at you now and saying, I have to train this one. Look at somebody beside you and tell them he's training you. So now well, let's talk about the great coach. Jesus is such a great coach. Jesus is such a great coach. I love him because he's my coach. He, he, he knows how to train me in my ways. He knows how to train you and I in the way we are going. Jesus is not just the Lord of your life. He's not just the God of your salvation. He's also the coach of your life or the coach of your calling. You know, God didn't just anoint you and say you're called to be this and that and left you. No, you, you had half of the news. He, he called you. He informed you, not just so that you know, ah, I'm called to be a, a, a pastor. I'm called to be a president. I'm, I'm called to be a, a, a great music leader. No, he's informing you. That's one level. The other level is he's telling you, I'm the coach responsible for that. I'm the one responsible for your transformation from just a shepherd boy.
boy to a royal king. Someone who knows who used to handle sheep now knows how to handle people. How did that? Did he go to school? Did he read books? We're not sure. But we know that because of his interaction with his coach, he, he had the ability to handle a throne. He had that ability. And that is because God is a coach. And through Jesus, we see the coaching powers of God. Now, usually a coach is an experienced individual who passed through the same stage or season or achievements that a person has and decides to train them so that they can achieve the same. Let's read Hebrews 12. Uh, no, let's read um, but the, the, the Hebrews 4.15. Hebrews 4.15, and I'll read for us. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet did not sin. The power of Hebrews 4.15 is yet he did not sin. He, he was able to successfully go through exactly what you were going through. Exactly what you were going through. Exactly what you were going through. Do you know that if there's any human emotion that Jesus didn't go through, or if there's any temptation that Jesus didn't go through, he, uh, he wouldn't have been legitimate enough to save you from it. The, the power of his salvation or his coaching in your life is that he's gone through it. Been there, done that. He's the God that has been in your exact race, finished it, and comes back to say, let me train you. Look at the person beside you and say, he's about to train you more than you have ever experienced in your life. I believe that we as a people were coming to a season where God is going to require more manifestation for us. You know, the earth is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. And one of the ways you're going to see that yearning is that the training is going to intensify. So we see even in football, there's people who have achieved a great height as, as football players and they go to, to coach. We have Josie Mourinho, right? He, he became a coach after playing. There's another guy I saw, uh, Leslie Mark, who was, who was a player in Barcelona and became a coach. So it's normal in the world for someone to achieve a height and become a coach. No one likes to follow an unexperienced coach. <laughs> no one. That's why Jesus had to go through it because he was going to train. Do you know what discipleship is? It's not just studentship. It's not just church attendance or people that follow you and carry your bag or people that follow you and, 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 and retweet you or people that follow you and, and tag you. No, 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 no. Disciples are, are, are coaches, students. There are a, a, a trainer's followers. They are the people that the trainer is training. They are his trainees. You know, in real terms, we are trainees of Jesus. We are trainees. There's, there's going to come a time where he, he's going to appoint you to a position. Not because you're worthy. Not because you've worked for it. No, because You've been trained for it. There's some things that breakthrough service will not break for you. There's some things that 100 days fasting will not break for you. Do you know what will break it? Training. You got it right. It's training that will do it for you. Sometimes when you pray, God has said yes. But do you know how he said yes? Training. He's giving you new curriculums. He's giving you new conversations. He's bringing new people that will challenge you and say, why are you behaving like this? Even though they are your age mates, sometimes even younger than you, they're challenging you and you don't realize that God is training you. He's training you. He's a coach. He's a coach. He, he's not just a lord in the sense of, come here, bring that water. Uh -uh. Even the way he'll ask you for the water is to train you so that when you are asking people to bring the bottle of water, you have the character of God. You have the likeness of Jesus in the way you're asking for that water bottle. So every instruction God is giving you in this season, he's training you. He's training you. Everyone likes to follow a coach who has been through it. Jesus' desire is not just to walk with us as, as Lord, as God, as governor, as worship me. Oh, yes, we love to worship him and we will do it forever. But we do that and we're learning and what we're seeing, okay, this is how he reacts. Ooh, okay, this is how he sees this. You know, there's sometimes you do something and you feel something. Then when you go to sleep, you, you start feeling a different emotion from the emotion you felt when you were doing it. In your rest, he's training you. He's saying, listen, <laughs> the way you behave towards that person, in your eyes, it was right. But do you remember 
how when you were in the same shoes, this person helped you. And you think you're talking to yourself. <laughs> a lot of times when God is talking to you, you think you're talking to yourself. Let me break the news to you. You're not that intelligent. <laughs> you and I don't have brain like that. We don't have analysis capacity like that. Our IQ, in fact, by, by, by statistics, we don't use all of it. <laughs> so we don't even know how to analyze situations holistically. So sometimes God is talking to you, but you think you're talking to yourself. Hallelujah. And so he's telling you the way you acted that way is very wrong. And if you keep on doing that, this is going to be the outcome. Why? Because he's training you. He's, he's not just interested in you having a victory. You know what he wants? He wants you to become victorious. God is not just after you knowing how to relate with children and knowing how to, how to talk. No, God wants you to be an excellent relator to children. If, you, if you're called to children, God doesn't just want you to, to have led that program excellently. No, God wants you to be a leader. God doesn't just want you to have sang that song so beautifully and you brought the presence of God to the room. No, it should be a norm to you. Why? Because you've been trained by God. God, God is not interested in us just having one-time goals. God doesn't want you to hit and run. <laughs> No, no, no. He wants you to know how to hit it all the time. He wants you to know, even if you wake up and, and they say, hit the bull's eye, you, you just do it. Why? Because you've been trained by him. Have you ever seen someone, did you see Usain Bolt doing the same movements that the other runners are doing? They are praying to God to help them in this moment. But he's been trained. So he's just there, hailing people, doing his thing, because he knows once I get on track, because I've been trained, I will perform. I'll perform. It's my training. You know, confidence, I was telling Tribe Institute this a few weeks ago in our training, confidence is a fruit of, and, and, no, trusting in the Lord. Confidence is, is a fruit. You can't, you, you can't, have you ever tried it? <laughs> I'm going to be confident, I'm going to be bold, and you go and your knees are jerking like they've never, but you, you, you talk to yourself in the mirror. You, you, you gave yourself, you inspired yourself, you listened to the right music. Well, it didn't work. Because training was absent. Because your trust in the Lord was absent. So, so train, sometimes you, you, you can be faced with a challenge where in your training, you feel like this wasn't covered. But you have your trust in the Lord. So what he would do is he would empower the things you learned in your training. And you find out that you did it so excellently. How comes? Your training worked, but it worked with the power of God. Because you trusted in him. So some trust in chariots. They only trust in their training. Some trust in horses. They only trust in their training. But we trust in the name of the Lord. Why? Because our trust is not just in chariots. We need one. <laughs> our trust is not just in a horse. We need it. But we also trust in the name of our Lord. So there, there's a balance. Trust uh, tr your, 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 your confidence and your fruitfulness in Christ is always going to be a product of how much of God you trust and how much of your training you remember or you trust. He's interested in us not just having victories. He wants us to be victorious. This means that God also wants you to have systems in your life. God also wants you to be a system developer. Like God can send you to South Africa now and you won't lose your salvation. <laughs> you know them ones where you're holy because you're in Abuja? When you enter Lagos, when you just hear the doom, uh, you've gone. <laughs> we don't have, you're not in the kingdom anymore. It's Abuja people that love God. Now you're the Jaye master. It, it shouldn't be. God, God doesn't want you to, to go somewhere and you cannot imitate him. He doesn't want you to travel to America and now you forget the God of your training. Not the God of just your praying, but the God of your training. There's some things that you should never be afraid of facing. Why? Because you've been trained for them. There's opportunities that even if they call you at 6 a.m., you're ready to do because you've been trained. That's why doctors confidently go into the surgical room at 4. <laughs> They've been to medical school and they pass. Training. Everyone say training. 
So, so, so the coach's desire is that we can produce systems. He, he wants us to be a people who we can replicate. So God can take you to uh, 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 Tanzania now as you are as trained as you are, and you don't lose your salvation, not just that, but you produce trainees for God. That's why he says, go into all the, and make disciples. Why was he telling them that? Hold on, I've spent three years with you. I've been teaching you. I've been showing you the mysteries of God. I've shown you how I talk to God. I've shown you how I relate with God. I've shown you how to pray. I've shown you how to fast when you fast. I've shown you when you pray. I've shown you how to cast out a devil. I've shown you how to deal with conflict. I've shown you how to interact with the world. When you go into the world, make disciples. Make them. Look at the person beside you and say, make disciples. Make, it should be normal to you. Why? Because you've been trained. You've been made a disciple. So you have the ability to be discipled. Hallelujah. As I round up, because there's so much, but by the grace of God, we'll still touch on these things next week. There, there are three areas that God is training you on in this season. God is training you in revelation. God is training you in your responses to, and God is training you in your routines. God is training you in revelation. God is training you in responses, and God is training you in your routines. Maybe we'll pick up from responses and routines next week, but let me, let me break down revelation. Let's go to Matthew 16, 12, and we'll read to 19. Now Jesus came into Caesarea, Philippi. He asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon, about Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter or Kapha or Kephas. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of God and whatever you bind on earth shall be bind in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Now God was teaching the disciples how to handle revelation. He was teaching them that the source is the spirit. The source is the spirit. It's not, it's not, it's not might. It's not power. It's not, it's not connection. It's not network. Is not pretense, is not a, 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 a manipulation, it's the spirit. So you come to the realization that if you have Jesus, you have everything. If you have Jesus, you have everything. You have everything you need. You have everything. Look at the person beside you and say, you have everything because you have Jesus. So Jesus was training them on how to obtain revelation. He was training them that, listen, if you're trying to get the the, the will of God, if you're trying to get the answer from God or the wisdom from God concerning a matter, you're going to have to reside or abide in the spirit to get that. You can read about it, you can pray about it, but trust the Lord to reveal the answer by the spirit. So this is why sometimes God can send 300 people to be telling you, you are this. I've called you for this and it's not entering. Do you know why? Your spirit there's a problem there. God can be telling you, I've called you to do this. this and he will not get tired. Literally, these are the coaches. <laughs> he would keep on telling you until your spirit opens. But not, he doesn't want to keep on repeating himself. The Bible says, once have you spoken? Twice have I heard that power belongs to God. So yeah, it's love that is repeating itself. But his idea as a coach is that when I tell you, you trust it and it goes in. You can conceive my word because you understand that it comes from the spirit and it must enter into your spirit. This is why people, when they want to do, and, and this is why people, when they want to do great things, they go into the demonic. Because the source is the spirit is not just a biblical principle. It's an earthly principle. 
This is why people, when they want power to win or to, to overcome this, they'll, they'll find a native doctor. Because there's, there's, the spirit world is there. It's available. But Jesus says, I am the door. Anyone who comes through me is normal. <laughs> Anyone who does not is a thief and a robber. So the idea of God is that you enter the spirit through revelation. You enter into your potential through revelation. You enter into the, the things he has called you to do through revelation. And how do you get revelation? By the spirit of God. This is why God, can, God has an inheritance for you. In Ephesians 1, 11, it says that you have given us an inheritance. God has, that's why I said everything you need is in Jesus. But now he, he has to train you to understand that everything you need is in me. When you submit through the spirit, when you give over by the spirit, then you find that you're coming into the revelation. The eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. You're, you're going from glory to glory, not by mistake, <laughs> But by training, you're going from one level to another level, not just by coincidence. Oh, I just woke up and I, like, no, no, yes, that happened. But now I have to train you on how to use it. I have to train you on how to put it on and how to put it off. You should know how to use your gift to that level where you know how to stir up another dimension of your gift based on what you've discerned. You've been trained to that level. God wants you to be so trained. It's, it's, it's not just enough for, for, okay, every time they call you to pray in the office, you just, Father, we thank you for today. We just give you glory, praise, and honor, and adoration. I mean, Jesus, you're great and holy. Blessed boss. But, amen, 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 amen. Bro, how far? No, it, no, that's, that's, that's too casual. It's even carnal. You, as a trained disciple of God, should know that if they give me this opportunity to pray, I know how I'll navigate this. I may not speak in tongues because tongues can scare people. Read first. Corinthians it, it, it may not be that that you do but because of your training you know the prayer points to raise there's something praying inside you and you're praying outwardly you know oh I need to stay up this level this is the level that will hit this person so that they can come out of that depression this is the level that will help boss get the, the wisdom he needs this is the level even you're praying as a boss over your staff this is the level that this staff needs I don't necessarily need to do the dramatics but based on my training with the Lord Jesus my coach i know what's needed in this gathering same where, wherever you go whatever if it's a business transaction and you're doing it with christians which is fine it, it, because of your training you know the level of your gifts that you need to stir up in that place you may not need to stir up your prophetic ah yeah yo. no 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 you scare them and they'll even give you two percent instead of ten you need to know how to navigate environments and use your gift. How do you do that? Your training. God is talking to you in this season. God is training you in this season. The level of excellence you have, God says, good job, but I have to train you to do more. And how do you know when God is training you? Burdens. You're burdened about something. You're burdened about something. Something is disturbing you. He wants to train you on it. it. Sometimes it may not be that he's trying to start a ministry through you. It may just be a training you need to go through. So God, God will say, okay, I want you to read this book from now till here. And then you don't read it. You've missed a training. You've missed a training. But in his mercy, he will now change the language and come in another season and give you the same training. But you have to be trained. You have to be trained. And Jesus' intention is that we run our race so successfully because he has coached us. God doesn't want you to be average. God doesn't want you to just be getting by. God doesn't want you to just be, 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 be last, last. No, no. God wants you to know how to go through. You know, God doesn't just want you to, to, to be challenged. He wants you to know how to be challenged and still be like Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's rise to our feet as we pray. And we're just going to pray two things. And I want you to just begin to ask the Lord to open your eyes to see the race that is set before you. Just ask him, Lord, thank you for the race of my life. Thank you for the warfare. Thank you for the struggle. Come on, pray. I just ask in this moment, Lord, that you open my eyes to come to the full comprehension of my race. Help me to accept my race. 
Give me the grace, Lord Jesus, to accept the fullness of that which you have called me to pursue, to overtake, and to recover all. Lord, I understand that my purpose is actually your purpose, but it's my job to work out this race with such fear and trembling. In the name of Jesus. Second thing I want you to pray, I want you to, 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 this is what we're going to do. We're going to receive the Lord Jesus again, but we're going to receive him as our coach. Do you believe that? So I want you in your, in your devotional voice right now, just receive the Lord Jesus as your coach, as your coach. He's the trainer. He's the chief trainer. This is not all that you can do. This is not all that is in you. This is not all. This is not all. I can train you for more. There's more I put on the inside of you. And if you accept me as your coach, I'm going to cultivate it. I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to empower it. I'm going to speak to it. And you would see greater. You would see greater out of yourself. More than your family. More than your last name. More. I'm going to do more because you have accepted me as your coach your outcome is going to be different your story is going to be different your legacy is going to be different because you have accepted me as your coach I'm going to train you I'm going to empower you I'm going to cultivate you and after I've done that I'm going to present you I'm going to present you I'm going to present you to the kingdom of this world to the high and mighty to the rulers of the earth to the gatekeepers of your area to the gatekeepers of your calling I will present you just the way I presented David just the way I presented Daniel I'm going to present you do you believe that I'm your coach and I can produce more out of you there's more in you and it is my job says God to produce it I will produce it come and receive him this morning he's my coach he's my children's coach Lord I submit my children to you coach them too as you cultivate me cultivate them Rabba sobete la boca in the name of Jesus as you go through this week I want you to keep meditating on this and we'll talk about it next week Amen, bless the Lord Thank you so much for listening We hope you were blessed by the message To listen to more consider subscribing, sharing and rating the podcast We love you